here for. I'm trying not to do that. No, I, I, I appreciate the, you know, yeah, the inclusion. I miss you, bro. I miss you too. I text you some wild shit. I, I'm, I appreciate it. The fuck out of the honesty. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not like it was a secret. <laughs> I didn't know. What? I be chilling. Man, I'm not even about to do this with you right now. <laughs> I'm not even about to do this with you right now. Okay, nobody knows what we're talking about. But what's good? Welcome it's back. This is Russian Fairy Girl. You want to read it, bro? Boy, no. I love you. Come on now, I love you too. <laughs> Welcome back. Nah, you up? You up? That will be up. Alright. I'm childish. I'm childish? How, how old did you not know? Because we're not beat you. Like, real shit. You won't be me so bad. <laughs> so. Moving on. No, we're not Okay, we're we gonna we, we we talk about it. Yeah. But anyway, welcome back to Fighting Paragon. This is your host, Ronnie, aka Monster Natasha. AKA Cocoa Butter God, AKA your bitch's bestie, AKA Ghetto Gordon, AKA Captain Hook, AKA is that Goku Black known as Black Goku, AKA Mr. This Dick Ain't Free. And with me is always my lovely co host. Hey y'all, Baby Bueller in the building. I'm waking up a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's been a long weekend. Um, but what's up? Uh, some of y'all know me as Racy, some of y'all know me as Project, the Project Princess, aka Cherokee Cheekbones, aka the Ghetto Fabulous Princess Two Snaps, aka Bugs Honey, aka Lil Jiggle. What's up, y'all? What's poppin'? And we are joined by you know how like all Project kids have like cousins that's not cousins. Yeah. That's, what, that that's what that's what Kendall's my cousin. You introduce yourself. Because I really was about to be like. Hi. <laughs> oh, what's poppin' with y'all? It's KC with KC Styles. Or you might know me as K Cryer. Hey, I just want to let y'all know this man's skin is flawless. <laughs> thank you, thank like, you. Y'all. I, I really care for my skin because appearance matters. Yo, I walked up the stairs. I was like, okay, that's how we coming. Like, dang. Like, I feel like my skin was unprepared, but... This man's skin is flawless, y'all. This man is like. I appreciate you. I take pride in that for real. Neutrogena products, people. Neutrogena products. Neutrogena works. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah, you told me that. You told me that. I've been sleep ordering on Amazon. I definitely just got a ship over again. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you even do that? Um. So when I can't sleep at night, I either a get really really high and cook or b get really really high research recipes or research random on google or look up shit that i need like because it's like everybody likes to spend money right, right. and it's like everybody has a little stimulus so i'm like okay cool i'm not gonna spend this on stupid shit i was like what stuff can i need for either my content for my kitchen like something and i have so many windows in this fucking house that it gets scorching fucking hot in here during the summer so i've always needed like window treatment like insulation panel and shit and I guess in the middle of the night, my sleepy ass bought it. Because I definitely <laughs> bought it on Amazon. <laughs> that is crazy. About to be cool this bitch for the summer. Man, it gets like, last summer it got 84 degrees in this bitch. Damn. And like, I never noticed it prior, because I've been living here three years now. I've never noticed it prior, because I would be at work during the day and shit. And when I come home at night, it's cool enough to go to sleep and shit. You know, it'd be warm, of course, but cool enough to go to sleep. But everybody was at home last year, so yeah. I felt that shit, and it was gross. But if this is you guys' first time listening, Project, we are, I'm late with this shit. We just started talking, but anyway. I mean, it's cool. We ain't 
ain't that deep, man. We, I know, but still, you know, four minutes ain't never bad. But oh, I get back up. This is a podcast where we do believe mental health as well, where yeah. substance is sexy, and we have about all business from show business to whole business and everything in between. Jesus. But we're gonna start it off with probably the darkest part of this. Well, to some motherfuckers, at other parts of this episode, it's gonna be a little darker. <laughs> but we're gonna start off with our news article this week. White headmaster at New York Catholic School resigns after telling a black student to kneel and apologize the African way. The white headmaster of a Catholic school on Long Island has resigned following reports that he had a black student kneel in apology last month, calling it the African way to apologize. The headmaster was temporarily removed from his job at St. Martin de Porres School in Hempstead, New York, over the weekend after parent Trisha Paul went to the local press regarding her 11-year-old son's treatment at the school. So this is the first time I'm like silence and soothe. Right? <laughs> silence. I want to hear your opinion first, friend. Why not? Because <laughs> ladies first. I'm so sweet. Um, y'all know what I would normally say, but due to um chastisement, I can't say that on air anymore. <laughs> but um. My question is, like, do these white people think, like, this stuff just gonna go without, like, consequence? Right. Or are they to a point where, like, they don't even really care? Like, I'm just about to say this white-ass, racist-ass shit and just think I'm gonna just go about my day freely. Like, you told an 11-year-old to get down on their knees and apologize to African way. First of all... How you even know how Africans apologize? Let's 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 talk. That was about my that. question first. Yeah, like let's talk about that one. Like, is there like a book of apologies and they go based off culture? Like that was some. Not only was it racist, it was very ignorant. Like that was some dumbass shit to just say. And so that be my whole thing. Like when they do the white ass shit that they do, like do they just think it's gonna go without consequence? Like yeah, <laughs> like, when, duh. like when you're at the top of the food chain, who who the fuck gonna eat you? Very interesting. The white whole, people just have like no fear. White people have a very imaginary way of existing. That's why I always ask the question like, what do white people do when they go home? <laughs> like, do you just think about like doing some dumb? Like, you know how we probably sit down and watch like well, eighty five style shows where I'm in with my brother. There's different types of people. I know just like different types of black people. Well, some of them go home and make shoe bombs. Man, look here, I, I'm about to say I know all of that. Same way. I think it's that they think kids are still like like I said, it's an eleven year old. They probably think kids are still as naive, but like Kids are going to go home, black or white, they're going to go home and tell their parents what happened to them today. Yeah, Whether they, they were slapped in the face. Yeah, if they don't record you in, these, in this day and age. But, like, you know, they're going to go home and tell their parents or whatever like that. And then you're going to get put on blast from there. So, you don't you don't think about what you're saying before you say it. But, you know, it could get all type of backlash. Like It says, uh, I asked him what happened, she said, the mom. He began to tell me a story about an African family that attended the school many years ago. The headmaster, according to Paul, told her about a former student whose father had once told him to bow and apologize and call it the Nigerian way. 
What the hell is it with his wife? Right. right. <laughs> is every, was he Nigerian too? Right. They're Haitian at that. So it was like, damn, so you just lumped everybody just, together. You just, right. all, you just woke up you and decided. You brought in all type of weed. Damn, bro. Wow. No, but what, is it the African way? He, he told them the African way, right. So. That man ain't even African. Look at I mean, we are considered African American, oh, so that yeah. scale was be considered African. the African way too. That's something. And what is that way? Words tomorrow, who along with her son is black and of Haitian descent. So, seen, I didn't understand the relevance. I was really sad and disappointed. She said, adding that she went to the school to speak with the headmaster a few days later. I was hoping to get through to him. She said, in his office, the headmaster told the story again. Paul said, this time it was the African way. She said. So I guess the first it was Nigerian, way, yeah. My question: What was the apology needed for? Why did the child have to apologize? What exactly happened? Wait, the child—that's th- what happened. The principal told this to the child, like apologize. Oh, to all right, apologize. So my whole thing is that something happened like a few days prior, leading up to this. Like, what exactly did this child need to apologize for? Because kids do be on some nut shit. What's that? That was some nice shit to say, though. Yeah, that was some nice shit to say. That's nothing, nothing that a kid could possibly have to apologize for. That's what I'm saying. Like, who who would ask a child for an apology? An 11-year-old. So, I'm wondering, like, what did this 11-year-old do? Not saying that that would justify the head man saying what he's saying, but I'm like, why are you even talking to an 11-year-old about about apologizing anyway? Like, what nut-ass shit did this child do? Really? In an interview with CNN on Tuesday, Paul said she noticed her son seemed sad at the school one day late last month. When she asked him what happened, he told her he had been sent to the headmaster's office for working on an assignment in his literature class during designated reading time. Yeah, this nigga need to get his ass beat. <laughs> like, My dude was just trying to get his work done. Right, like, there's certain situations where there's no consequence outside of getting an old-fashioned ass with <laughs> It's amazing when people are on some nut shit with kids. Because, I mean, like, even if you do say, like, some racist shit, you do have some people that just do some stupid-ass shit with kids for no reason. And it's kind of mind-boggling. When I just be like, adults did this to a child. I just be like, once again, what the hell do you do in your free time for you to bother a child or disrespect a child? Like, you can take your issues out. Like, you know how people be like, pick on somebody your own size? And that's you, what I was about to say. Yeah. It, it put in a different situation. Let's say the same thing would have happened with an adult and he was to tell an adult that that situation would have been handled totally different. Right. And then he would have been like, oh, you being aggressive. It's but look what you struggle. just said. That's like, a power yeah. Right. He... <laughs> Nine times out of ten, this nigga got bullied in high school. He was a he was a bitch ass dude, and this was his way of feeling powerful for the nigga or somebody. School, and I'm gonna torture these fucking kids. Can't nobody like, tell me anything anymore. I work with a motherfucker like that. A lot of assholes like that be, become cops. Like that's why people. That's what's wrong with the police system, right? So when people think you know all cops are bad cops, they're literally just thinking about these motherfuckers who were picked on as kids who didn't feel powerful. And now they got popular. the authority to do they what they want. I've had a manager like that working in the restaurant. You have socks? I think so. I feel like I bought socks. Your feet are cold? Of course they cold. It's always cold. <laughs> it's always cold in here. It's not cold in here. All right. So I did want to... Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to start a, a new segment called um, Shit I Found on the Internet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to read this and get y'all's reactions. All right. So apparently this is something that they were like emailing it to for like an advice column or some shit like that, right? So, subject, I want my fiancé to get rid of his four-year-old daughter. 
Message hi at talks with me. That's the I need some advice from the mommies on your page. My fiance is a four year old daughter. Her mother passed away when she was born. He's been raising her on his own ever since he lost his wife. I am now in the picture and we are set to get married in 2022. I'm also seven months pregnant with a precious little girl. I am not the stepmother type and I know I won't treat his daughter the same way I would treat our child. To be quite honest, she gets on my damn nerves. For one, the little girl looks just like a mother and having her around constantly reminds my fiance of his dead wife. Second, she is very attached to her daddy and I'm afraid this is going to take away from my child's bond with her father. I can't wait to get my glasses. I, I basically want to, nah, to tell my fiance to get rid of her. She can live with her grandparents so we can find her a nice family that's looking to adopt a child. Oh, what? Wow. I don't know how to approach the situation, but I need to find a way to convince my fiance to let her go. I promise I'm not a bad person. I'm just trying to look out for my child and not make sure person. she receives all of her daddy's attention without mm-hmm. having her quote unquote older sister intervene. Please help. You want to like, bro, bro. You want to know how she this approach is... this situation? Through the gates of hell, because that's what she can do. She could get the fuck. Period. She because that child came first, and you knew this child was here before, prior to you. So why would you get mad about this child and being the, here? Because even, she looks like the dead mother. Because she looked like the mother. Like even though, like you don't like the fact that she's annoying. She's she's a child. She's a child, bro. Like. And they're gonna see immediate hell. Like when she walked out the front door. <laughs> when her feet hit the floor, when she wake up in the morning, they hit the floors of hell. Because, ma'am. And not the audacity of you being pregnant with this man. Come on now. With this man's child. <laughs> when I saw this shit, I was like, wow. Because I was already thinking, I was like, you know what? I need to, I want to start. Because I told you before I wanted to do like meme of the week or some shit. Like, but that's kind of corny. I was like, and that's more of like a visual thing. So I'm in so many different groups, and I see some funny shit. So I was like, shit, I find on the internet. I'm gonna like is, two of the two or three of these a week. That is so wow! Like my car go off at random. Right? <laughs> you ever seen uh, six brown chicks on Twitter? They always have the wildest shit. The third one I want to do is the one you sent me. Is Derek Jackson's wife, Action Jackson? <laughs> so the second one. Mm. Uh, Question four. Married two years. Husband's mom has been close to death since day one. She was hospitalized and doctors decided it's time to put the plug. Husband says Saturday. He asked me to support him. I asked for Friday because Saturday is my birthday and I have a hair appointment. He mad. Help. Man. Oh. <laughs> what kind of trash ass <laughs> these people, bro? Wow. What do you find this shit? This is from Twitter. Wow, <laughs> can we make it Friday? Because I'm busy Saturday. See, I got shit to do. Um, dang, girl, you can move your hair appointment. Like, yeah, but it's her birthday. Okay, and you can move like, your you hair appointment to, to Sunday. You, you about to lose a significant person in your life, like, like what? That man, mom about to die. Wow, that's bold. <laughs> I thought the daughter was bold, but that's that man, mama. Like, you really was like, can we push up her debt till Friday? Because Saturday. Oh, Let me go find the last one. I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't want nobody family member to die on my birthday. I ain't gonna lie. But I'm not gonna ask if we can, like, pick the date right. of debt. Like, can, we, can we move for this? Yeah. Not on my day. Right. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, think she can squeeze me in. Like, right. You think she can maybe I'm, die on this? I'm gonna say, okay. in a sense, I do get it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's. It, it, Get yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's gonna be a memorable moment and then like on your birthday we gotta celebrate this as well yeah, like you know the death so. of your mother it's gonna be sad every birthday like right, bitch right. I'm trying to turn up and you cry you cry yeah. 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 yeah 
ain't no crime in the VIP room, ho. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everybody has heard of internet relationship guru Derek Jackson cheating on his wife. Um, the narcissistic ass video, him putting this woman out there in a fucking bonnet, making her look super stupid. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? I didn't. Okay. So shit. I heard the talk I about it, wanna, but I didn't I see it. I want to bring Kendall up to speed because it's not fair for us to have, start just having this conversation and he doesn't know what's going on. So I'm gonna pause this because there's no need for it to be the whole marriage. I don't know if it's been the whole. Why did y'all just describe it as that? What? Cause they've been knocking pussies loose. <laughs> I don't know if it's been all four years, but during the marriage, he has been knocking pussies loose. And the reason why I say that is because her Instagram is far worse than his. Oh, she's super religious. Mm. She's super religious, but also to the point that, like, she described like one of her Instagram posts. She was like, "I went through my husband's phone and I like saw videos, and I would watch the videos, and I would study the videos. I knew the woman's body." Pretty much I like, I, so she I, wanted the pleasure. Like, I understood why he cheated. I can't she, do that. I don't look like that. Like, that's issues. wow. Like she was like, that. I was watching these women like <laughs> secrete. Yeah, it's I pretty much said, like, I can't squirt like that. Like, I can't gush like that. I understand yeah. what can make him want to do it. And she was like, I tried <laughs> to do those things in the bedroom, and it backfired. But you can control yourself, like, speaking on her. She's saying, he's like... He's a narcissist, and she's a fucking fool. She retarded. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to play this video. You saw how stupid she looked in his apology, quote-unquote. Oh, God. Not this video. <laughs> so I want to see how she's looking at this. See, she's in camo. Now she got a beret, not a bonnet. I'm just like the same bonnet. Why she got a saxophone in the background? (laughs) I did not come here to play games and to play dress up. I came here in my battle suit. I came here on the battleground, covered in the blood of Jesus. I received the anointing of the and I spilled the blood of the enemy. You see a bonnet, I see the helmet of salvation. You see an army green shirt, I see the breastplate of righteousness. I see the belt of truth, the sandals of peace, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and the shield of faith. And I've come to the battleground, covered in the blood of Jesus, to proclaim victory over sin. And as God does for me, he is going to do for those of you who believe. Okay, first and foremost, this nigga ain't got no respect for you to quiet down during your fucking lives. That's so much. Nigga dropping shit. Like, the fuck? It's just so much. First of all, as a person that, of course, was birthed on a pew of church, please understand, a lot of people be like, oh, the Bible is contradictory, you know, there's the Old Testament, there's the New Testament, I'm about to get into all of that, but please know and understand for those that like to involve the good Lord in your marriage, please know the Bible does talk about divorce and divorce is not a sin depending upon circumstance first and foremost. So her quoting all these scriptures about like I'm trying to fix my marriage. And baby, the Lord gave you 
ammunition to end that. Yes, like so. there is scripture he stating that. Yes, him. should so. there be adultery, fornication, so on and so forth, you can get a divorce and you will not be banished to the depths of hell. So the issue that I have with this, um, I don't even blame him. Yeah, he's so he's very. I don't really, even really blame he's him. He's a narcissist, and yes. he married very smart. He married her. Okay, I don't want to assault the lady's intelligence, but there are people. Who, her own there are people who choose religion over intelligence, and yeah. that is clearly what she did. She's well, pretty yeah. much justifying the fuck shit that this nigga is doing. She's gonna forgive him all based because religion. That's what a woman of God does. I love my husband. You gonna stand by these vows. He's making a fool of you. That's what yeah, a stupid I've, woman do. I right. definitely witnessed that growing up in church. Like this lady was dating a man. They was like high school sweethearts. They broke up. They got back together. Um, they ended up getting married. He was knocking pussies loose. She was pregnant, and they, <laughs> she was pregnant. And like the women of the church, like the mothers of the church, they was like, you know, you can leave him. It's fine. What she wanted to do work on her marriage why i don't know not when people come into my job and the person that you cheated on me with goes to the same church and lives next door but that's not my business um bro what is there to really work on if you're not gonna act right that's male or female if you're not gonna act right or you know commit to our vows like that's dead like it's 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 over with yeah she tried to work on her marriage and got a second child and more cheating out of it and now they're not together so um it was more pussies to be worked on (laughs) yeah my whole thing is like of course he's obviously wrong in what he does but the reason why i say i can't fully blame him is because first of all if my man is cheating on me like as a woman that has grown up in church and i feel like i want to make some shit work if my man cheating on me the last thing i'm about to do because the thing about it is he was popular or famous she was not he was the relationship guru she was just like in the background. So at the end of the day, the, the whole apology reeks pay attention to me because he could have apologized to his wife. He reacted to his own exactly. apology right. video. Nigga, spoken to therapist, he reacted to his own apology video. He's a fucking psychopath. He's a lunatic. <laughs> but outside of that, you could have apologized to your wife. This could have been public information and no one had to see what your wife looked like. Yeah, right. like as soon as the world is introduced to your wife, it's a But now she is. We'll now she is. But it's like as soon as your wife is introduced to the world, it's out of flat out embarrassment. And my whole thing is, like I said, if I would have been trying to work on this, what I'm not about to do is get on uh, and look like a maid. I'm, if you're trying to work on something, you don't have to be on social media. You don't have to go public with it. Yeah, at all. Like you know, I mean, that could be between y'all. Let's see. So, my whole thing is go counseling. Go to counseling. My whole thing is like if I don't know people here, but when your empire is based on social media, I guess people feel like they have to um do damage control, but that's not really damage control because. At the end of the day, social media, I understand, like, that's probably your money maker, but what matters is your home. Like, if somebody about to out you over an issue that happened five or six months ago and you worried about your pockets, I would have just let them go ahead and do that and dealt with that when it happened. I feel like my piece is more more than social media fame. I mean, obviously obviously you don't. Clearly, he's been knocking pussies loose even within (laughs) the, the, the confines of his marriage, so if she were to divorce him, his stock would go up. I exactly. Like, I, I can't like, clean about my indiscretions. You know, I'm here trying to become a better man. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not a religious man at all. But this dude did pretty much say his life went to shit once he gave his life to God. 
So that in itself is fucking bullshit. What kind of God right. did he give his life to? Clearly not. Mm-hmm. That'd be my whole thing. Like, people like to let, blame God and religion on a lot of things. And she's as doing a, the same thing. As she's a person, blaming her stupidity on religion. As a person that grew up in church and also had a fair share of the world at the same time. Like, <laughs> I, cool. like I would, I grew up in a very religious home. Like, I was probably in church, like, five out of seven days out the week. Like, twice on Sundays, vacation, Bible school, Sunday school. Like, we did it and all. Like, my, my, I mean, hey, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I was a sinner when he put me in the sack. That, you know what I'm saying? My whole thing is, as a person that's very well versed in both the spiritual and the natural world, a lot of people always used to, a lot of people tend to be like, when I gave my life to Christ, oh, it went to shit. But my whole thing is, people need to understand I mean, not to make this a religious thing. You got to know God for yourself. Regardless of who's on a pulpit preaching to you, regardless of what Bible or what religion, whatever you believe in, you got to know it for yourself. And because you have people like this who are so into religion. She posting a whole lot of scriptures on her Instagram, but the one you need to be posting is the one about divorce. It's like, it's like five of them. I was about to cuss. That's the word of God. It's like five verses. About divorce in different books of the Bible. I think it's like Deuteronomy, Timothy. It's a couple of them. You can leave that man. So, hey. The internet said, uh, finding out he's Jamaican makes perfect sense. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I can't speak on that. I could just only speak on the good old word of God. I, I, don't, I don't know what Jamaicans do, so I don't, I don't know. I'm just me, so... All I know is that shit tore up. They might as well stay together. They, she's not divorcing them. I mean, obviously, but I feel like it's probably, it might get to a point where but you're divorced. But it's up. what you allow. You, you will get. Home. You will always get that. Like you if you allow something, it's gonna continue. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't think he's done with that. Like, yeah, he publicly did that because, like you said, the girl might have been about to out him, so he like I'm gonna get to it first. That means you know, I respect that woman. Let me tell you nah. something. He about to be knocking heads. And Real talk. I never stopped. <laughs> that never. man is knocking heads in. What you talking about? It's springtime. Everybody, everybody else, everybody it's excited. Everybody <laughs> About to be a high girl summer. What? What? Yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking fine. I'm, it's it's I'm, about to be fine nigga spring. Let me tell you. The women have all the seasons, bro. Like, nah. We've we focused on them in sundresses for way too long. <laughs> it's probably y'all got I mean, some, women beautiful. You can't help women it. Women are fucking gorgeous. Son, I saw a girl yesterday. I was like, God damn. I ain't gonna lie. Springtime, I'll be thirsty as a motherfucker. <laughs> I think outside band over has everybody thirsty. I think because it was so. I was everybody was so deprived last year. We didn't have sundress season. We didn't have swimsuit season. We didn't have any of that. So it was like now people out in fucking troves, and it's what? like spring is yeah, sun out. Suns out, buns out. <laughs> oh, hey, this what they've been waiting on? Oh, God. It's like, it's everywhere you look, and it's just like, Man. damn. Yeah, women be beautiful. I mean, it's just, um, women be beautiful. It's like women fine. gain quarantine weight in their ass, and niggas gain it in their belly. Well, I wasn't that, you know, lucky, so. Except me, I lost weight. I wasn't that lucky. Niggas could have been working out. Niggas be lazy, too. Big, big fact. Everybody. Yeah, everybody, everybody got their lazy. Anybody yeah. who, who. Okay, so. There are some people who probably gain weight for mental health reasons, right? Some people, they sh- shut inside, they eat, you know, and shit like that, deal with their emotions. But if you literally, there's nothing wrong with you, nothing, there's nothing that was forcing you to just sit there and fucking binge Netflix and eat snacks all day. 
Like, you, know, <laughs> you chose that. You fucking you out chose that, bro. So before we get into the main topic, we're going to talk about this Lil Nas X video <laughs> that we all, as a group, sat and watched prior to <laughs> getting to the episode. And my opinion on it, people be fucking reaching, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I just knew this They said it was me. demonic, right? and it, it really wasn't that demonic. Like, the nigga was dancing Yeah, it was weird. He did right? the weird. devil of lap dance. It's right. literally I mean, unless there's the some devil. things that I miss. The song is nice. Like, the the video is very artistic. It is very out there. For, I understand why older people and other generations won't be interested in it. His whole <laughs> narrative is he, for his whole youth, he was pretty much told that he was going to go to hell for, you know, for being gay and all this shit like that. So now he's pretty much turning that narrative and spinning it. He's like, I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to throw it in your face. Right. So, and from an artistic standpoint, I'm 100% mm. understand it. And if you watch the video from the beginning, listen to the lyrics, it, it all goes ties with together, the right? And it, at the end, that was just, yeah, it was like a huge, a weird segue into it. <laughs> but yeah, the whole the, flying out the sky turning into a stripper, definitely. It, right, the little, the little wow. fudge packing... Pipe smoker was just giving the devil a lap dance. Like, that was all of my loving nicknames. He said, My phone is Anal Assassin, but it was very weird, but it was definitely creative. Oh, it was okay. creative, like 100% from beginning to the end. It was super creative. Mm-hmm. Like I said, unless it was something I missed, it, 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 didn't, it didn't give me, like, demonic. But, so, there's, this is a multi-layer problem with the Lil Nas X thing first. So, we're going to go with problem number one. Oh. People are... Uh, pen and paper. Yeah. I, you know we lose, we lose track. Right, right. Like a, a motherfucker. Right, know? I just wanted to say something a little while ago, but I forgot what See, I wanted to it say. Happens, it happens. We're all sober tonight. We're all... I'm sober, too. Right. Um, but we all lose track of thought. But, okay, so people are saying, oh, he tricked y'all. First, uh, we had all our kids listening to Old Town Road, and now he's... So everybody thinks, especially black people, feel like there's this huge gay agenda to turn all black men gay. And it's... Where was the trick for me? Not to, no mean to cut you off. No. But where was the trick? Like, society look at gay people as like, you going to hell, or they don't like that. And so people shelter that part of them. That man, he didn't want to come out until he was ready. And then when he came out, now y'all thinking like he just trying to spin it on y'all or something like that. Like, yeah, he's probably spinning in his own way and make it cool for people to come out, cool for people to be but gay. Old Town Road was never for kids. It, it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Because it. <laughs> it, it was catchy. Exactly. Like, you know, y'all let y'all kids listen to anything these they days. They listen to WAP and then blame Cardi B and Megan for writing their pussy. And <laughs> she, didn't, she don't even let her child listen to that. Thank like, you. cut that shit out. Like, so that's you know? problem number one. Problem number two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, parenting. Problem number one. Jesus Christ, y'all suck. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess we kind of tied problem number two into problem number one because the homosexual agenda that black people think is going on. Oh my God. And I also just think people just, it all ties together. People That's just so want, much fucking work. Like, oh my God, y'all need to go the fuck outside. Like, y'all think like people out here casting homosexual spells? Bro, like, right. people, and that's right. what people think. And I saw, I was reading it and it's so disgusting because it's like some of my friends, I have Plenty of I can only imagine what y'all doing in y'all house that y'all think won't affect your children. But, but and, like, like life isn't always bro, one way. Like, you know, there's many gay, ways of life. Many gay dudes have said, if watching straight shit all my life didn't turn me straight, how the fuck 
<laughs> watching gay shit go turn. Like, right. and the, the, the number one people say is like, no, they just trying to normalize that shit. Because, bitch, it's normal. It, it definitely is. <laughs> like, I feel like we end up talking about LGBTQ rights on so many episodes because so it's so it's such a, a common dispute in the black community and that it's so like why are so many people concerned with who somebody else is Dang, fucking black people and probably have point, born ass sex right and now they're going <laughs> to the point they're no, trying to cancel like, this dude they're trying to cancel it like, would be me to think about some shit like that but like you know how you know like but the, the, I don't think it's just black. I think black people entertain it more or make it more of a broader idea for us. But I don't think it's not just definitely not just black people. Okay, I'm gonna say this: typical, <laughs> typical straight brown men, yeah, black and Latino men, typical straight have boring sex because so much of those communities and so much of the the, the male identity is built in being strong, being yeah. powerful, being mm-hmm. we don't show emotion, we don't show weakness, like. I was hanging with some kids that was younger than me this weekend <coughs> with my little cousin. It was like 23, 24. Not really a big difference in it's how I'm 25. I know you're going to say some shit, but shut the fuck up. But anyways, so... <laughs> I don't know, the dude said something about like, bro, I really eat Tiana Taylor ass. And I was like, that was random, but okay. And he was like, yeah, that's the only ass I'll eat. I was like, why exactly? It's like, cause niggas not out here eating ass. I'm like, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> eating ass is so normal. That's like, that is not normal. a yeah, that like, is yeah. not niggas a Niggas rapping about it, like. This man was twenty. Lying, right? This I, man was twenty-three, dude, and what? he was like, "I'm not eating no ass." Nigga, like, 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 yeah, you know I've been talking about like, get that. Yes. Like, I've been like, signing, I've been signing autographs and everything. Like, yeah, I've been my whole life, and I just like, nigga, you like a handsome Uzi bird. I'm telling you, I walked up the stairs and was like, wow, like wow. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, shit. But no, like he was twenty three, he was like, man, niggas not out here eating ass. I'm like, sir, you would be surprised. You have a wet oh, ass. That's what I yes. want to say. Uh, rappers rapping about it. Even if they're lying about it, that's still gonna make you curious. Like, oh, he eating ass? I should be eating ass or something. Eating like, ass, you know? regular. Like, right. Regular that's just amazing, bro. If it's fresh out the shower, if it's clean. So when I first start eating ass, this is this is this is my unsolicited unsolicited advice of the week. Take a shower with your girl. That way, you know, bathe each other. That way, you know it's clean. Like, you ain't got nothing to be afraid of. Like, eat eat the pussy from the back. And then just, you know, start slow and just make it. This is fun. Just have sex. Right? Like, right. It's it's no limits. Well, I ain't going to say it's no limits because, you know, everybody have their likes and don't. Yeah. Set boundaries. Like, you know, but, you know, explore every option until you find that it's not an option. Son, somebody sent me their test results and I was like, sir, you are not safe. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> that's like, the sexy shit. That's, that is the sexiest shit a man has ever sent to me. Was his test results. Shit I was, chick I was telling you about earlier, like, the, that's the first thing Jake was telling me about sex. She's like, the last time you were tested. I'm like, ah. Oh, a, a lot of people don't discuss that. A lot of people don't discuss that. This man sent me his test results and I was like, and the crazy he thing is, be ready. niggas be waiting on females to send them their test results or tell them, like, you know, and I'm that's, clean that's or whatever like that. that is nah, so bro, you're supposed to have, like, right? a, a, a regular physician, right. like, you know. Send, send, send whoever you're trying to knock down, send them your, your test, test results. Because yeah, let me sir. tell you something, you might knock that down way soon. Shit, both of y'all send test results. Man, so y'all both can know y'all what's up, you know what I mean? I was like, man. <laughs> man, I was, what? <laughs> Let that man out. Yes, indeed. Change his life. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Oh, right before we segue into the main topic. Okay, so how do y'all feel about the whole Sweetie and Quavo thing? Because we're talking, we're, we're, we're uh, this little sweet spot with relationships. And because of, I feel reason, like my little cousins, like. The reason why I asked that is because like we all don't, I feel like none of us in here are like super big into following celebrities. But I, I'm a fan of Sweetie and I love what she's doing because she's just as much of a content creator and a social media genius as she is a really good artist. She never said Quavo cheated on that. Never. She said he gave intimacy to other women. That could be, that could be anything. Saying sweet anything, shit, spending right. money on him. And like, <coughs> the, the internet the, literally ran with it. The whole blow up of this, of whatever happened with this situation, I think they're taking it and run with it because of like, it's probably like a marketing scheme. Yeah. I don't, I don't you know. They had a yeah. fucking mutual ass breakup, like, right. shorty, like, we just, because in something before, right, right, right. Before she said she, she had mentally checked out the relationship. If you think these motherfuckers wasn't behind closed doors, like, all right, you know, we ain't really vibing like we were. But we about to map a way out of this shit, of this like, you know, shit, right? uh, How can I say something about you? Because is she even, like, even though, like, Back and forth on Twitter was like very tame. tame. It was very tame, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, he was like, oh, I thought more of you or never, you know, seen this. Nigga, and I thought you. Right, she and she just responded, "Take care, take like, care." Right, like it was very. Now very all the hoes like, "Take care, it's a take care summer." But take care. Exactly, and I think she's so smart. <laughs> she just because everybody's back outside. I know she's gonna probably tour soon. Like once most of the population is like vaccinated and shit. And I think that's so clever. Because and they both probably about to drop some. You put that. Oh, of course. Oh. Of course. Or worse, but you put that shit out there, give it intimacy to other women, and you literally leave bread, drop those breadcrumbs, and you got nothing but fucking pigeons following behind. Right. You about to be bad bitches, also. <laughs> I'm an icy bitch. No, oh you're going to be single and lonely. <laughs> well, I don't really listen to either one on purpose, so. I like a sweetie. She she's not a she's not a lyricist by far, but <laughs> she's not bad. <laughs> not, she's not a lyricist by far. I'm not even about to. Lie on this fucking podcast, but she knows how to rap. She knows her way around the song, so it sounds good. And she, you know, the production value is high as fuck. But anyway, main topic this week, uh, and I was thinking about it like all week. So I asked both my co-hosts and Kendall, what advice or what type of mentor could you have used at age fifteen? And I'll start with you. Why are you gonna start me? Because you're the lady here. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> um, that was kind of difficult for me because 14, 15 years, I was moving to a different city. So, honestly and truly, regardless of who my mentor would have been, I probably wouldn't have listened because um, I was real, I had a lot of resentment going on like at that age, which is so weird at 15, which is honestly why I'm such a self aware person. 10 years later at 25, a lot of people don't have that. But um, that's honestly my answer. I don't know. So much was going on with me. And I know like a lot of people dealt with Hurricane <laughs> Katrina, but I even had this conversation with my mom when I was nine, Katrina hit. Um, so I've been bouncing around schools and cities since I was nine. And uh, we, we only settled in Georgia for like a year. And then we came back to New Orleans. And then I did middle school and high school for a significant amount of time. But my sophomore year of high school, which of course is kind of like peak, like getting to know yourself, getting friends, like coming into your own. After my sophomore year, we left New Orleans. 
And then we moved to Slidell. So I'm like, and I told my people, I was like, I don't want to move until I'm done with high school. I was, I'm the last of four. So I was like, I would really appreciate it if we didn't move until I finished with high school. But my dad, he was about to get into some trouble. So um, we just went across the water. It wasn't like nothing serious. He was just about to like break somebody's neck or some shit like that. So he's just like, I just got to move. So we ended up moving. So I just was real resentful in that age. So honestly and truly, I mean, I don't even know what nobody could have told me. During that time, uh, I moved. I had to make a whole new set of friends. But what would have helped you deal with that resentment and angst that you were? Yeah. I really don't know. Like, I'm going to be honest, I really don't know because, like, even during that time, like, my brothers was going to jail and shit. I was really young. I graduated high school when I was 17, and I had, like, everything mapped out. Like, I knew what school I was going to go to. Like, I got accepted into school that I wanted to go to, but my people didn't have no money to really send me off. And I'm not the most academically strong person, I will say that. But, like, they didn't have no money to send me to the school that I got accepted in. They was like, oh, we've been bailing your brothers out of jail and shit. We ain't got no money. Maybe you could go to this school. And this was, like, probably a month before school had actually started. And I'm about to be a freshman in college. So, literally, from, like, the time that I was 15, probably up until, like, I honestly say probably, like, 20 years old, I was a very resentful young adult. I mean, I'm still a young adult, but I had a lot of shit going on. And it might sound corny because it's like, you was young as hell. But honestly, I don't think nobody could have told me shit. I don't think nobody could have told me shit. You were just yeah, I mean, like, I had, I, had, I had a new set of friends that I had to get used to. I started fucking, started hanging. I mean, I did. I was 15? 16. I mean, which is not really, I mean, that might... It was weird because I was 16, but I was also finishing school. Like, I graduated when I was 17. So, I started fucking, like, when school was ending for me. And at that time, I had a boyfriend with his crazy ass. His bitch ass. Right. So, like, at about 16 to 18, I had an abusive-ass boyfriend. And then 19, I kind of started, like, breaking off from him. And then I started fucking up a storm. And yeah, like during that age, like I really don't think there's anything anybody could have told me. I mean, to have a mentor, I mean, I guess it would have been nice, but honestly, I really don't know if nobody could have told me because I had a lot of shit going on. I had a lot of shit going on. Yeah, but that the the thing that that made it. I don't. I really don't. I mean, you never like think back. It's like like damn, like if only I would have. You know, had a little more guidance. If only I had a little more understanding. You know. Um. I mean, yeah, of course, you always think that because, like, my parents, they they didn't know nothing. They was young parents. They didn't really know shit about shit. And so, of course, they put all the eggs in the school basket. Like, you gotta go to school. I'm like, well, nigga, I got in, and ain't nobody sending me. You know what I'm saying? Like, stupid ass shit. So it's just like, I mean. Somebody could have told me to take my credit and get a house, but I was young as fuck. What was I going to do with a house? That would have just been wasted finances, and I probably would have fucked my credit up. Like, it would have been a waste. It's a lot of things that I could have did, but... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But, yeah, man, fuck. I don't know. I was 15. I had a lot of shit going on. A mentor. It would have been nice. They probably could have... You know what? I'm going to ask you the same question tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, sir? Yeah. I think this... Probably three things I say I could have used at that age, cause I probably was in like either junior or yeah sophomore junior. Uh, three the three things I could have used more was motivation, talks with my grandma, and the friends that I have now. Motivation I'm gonna say because 
a lot of the times, like when I wanted to be who I who I am today, and I, who I know I could have been, like I didn't have the motivation around me to really do so. It was like looked down on to be, or to be as artistic as I am with the with the career path that I'm choosing. So. Talks with my grandma probably could have motivated me to do so because she's always so supportive of whatever I do. It don't matter if I want to be an astronaut today, she's going to tell me go for it. And that's why I like talking to my grandma about anything that I have a problem with. Like I can't, Certain things I can't talk to my mama with about. And it's like I go to my mom and she with it. Like, you know, like, yeah, you could do it. You, know, you could do whatever you want. Like, a cornbread dressing you have had some crunk. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and the friends that I have now, like, they accept me for all that I am, like, you know, and they support anything I wanna do. They support my movement as far as do far too fresh, you know. My styles that I pull off, like, they don't say, like, oh, that shit look gay, son. Like, oh, you you look fresh. Like, you know, that's fly. Like, you know, a lot of people might see me as gay because of the the, the hairstyles that I do, the clothes that I wear, you know, styles that I do. You know, everybody, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just versatile. And people, you know, perception of that and opinions of that, it don't really matter to me no more when it mattered then. Like, you know, so... I could use I could have used friends like I have now right. then, like so I could yeah you know and and of society because it's you know people are multifaceted so you know they're not just one way like of course I'm gonna look chillax one day and then the next day I might be super fly you know you never know what you're gonna get out of you know anybody to be honest so that was the three things that I could have used. Nice. As for me, at fifteen, I guess I would have been like. Reflect back on who I was at 15, right? <laughs> I was awkward. I was very, very sad, very afraid, um, insecure. So the thing I could have benefited most at age 15 was someone to talk to. I had, I, I was, even though I grew up in like kind of meager means, right? You know, grew up in the projects. We, we didn't starve or anything. We didn't want for nothing. But we definitely weren't fucking rich, right? I was blessed in, in other ways, but I was always a black sheep with my family. Um, I was always... That's why I like watching certain shows and shit. I didn't suffer from n- not seeing, you know, little black kids and like the anime and shit that I like, the movies and shit I like, because no one around me was like me. So I looked into, you know, nonfiction and shit like that and like fake shit for you know things that i resonated with him <clears throat> so when it really came to it, it was like my dreams and my fears and shit like that i had nobody to talk to i tried journaling and you know my brother would find it and it would become a joke in the house right i tried to like talk talk to my mom and shit about like my dreams and like my goals and it was always what she wanted me to do or like what she envisioned mm-hmm. for me. And you can't fault your parents for that because and from their perspective, they want what's best for you. But because of how my mom grew up, best in her eyes is still very small. You know, like mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, she only thought in regards of like school is the only way to go. Like, oh, you, you're, you can draw. You have to be an architect. 
you know, you think you do that. Oh, you're big. You have to play football. Like you're big. Right? <laughs> you're, you're big. <laughs> you can draw, draw people, and then you know, make money. You know, it was always like shit like that. It was, it was never a matter of like, what do you want to do, Ronnie? And like, my sexuality was always questioned. So, and then I was, you know, the soft feature fat boy. You know, with the female <laughs> friends and shit like that. So, dating was out. Like, I was just, I think back and. If I would have just had somebody to talk to, I wouldn't be 29 years old. And I can I can say I've only been myself, quote unquote, for three years. And that's scary, bro. All right. So for 26 years, I just, I didn't know how to be myself. Because every time I tried to come out of a shell and be myself, I was discouraged by society and by those people around me. That's not how you do that. Like, you, I wanted to play sports and shit like that. Like... No, you can't. I wanted to play soccer. I wanted to wrestle. No, you play basketball. You play football. Like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> I, mean, I wanted to. It's a black man. Right. Like, yeah. I wanted to, you know, wear, like, fitted jeans and, you know, like, you know, tighter fitting shirts. Because anybody who knew me back then, my, I got a big ass. Even, like, now, you know, I'm, I work out, so it's more, like, Everybody. muscular. Mm-hmm. But when I was young and I was chubbier, I was wearing a fucking size 46 pants with a, with a big ass. Like, <laughs> sagging didn't look good on me. That shit looked weird. Like, a real, real fucking suspect. So, I couldn't wear what everybody else was wearing. Like, my feet are big. I couldn't wear the shoes everybody else was wearing. Like, I had this fucking accent. Like, I'm a white dude from Michigan. Like, I didn't <laughs> wow. even say slang and shit like that. I never fit in anywhere I went. And it's like, even when I tried to find friends who we had similar interests, that's how I ended up being mad and religious. Like, Going from age 15 to 16, 16, I was more so, you know, trying to find my own path, but it was still just like, I never found people who look like me, mm-hmm. who sound like me, mm-hmm. who thought like me. So it's just, having someone to talk to is so fucking, that's your call right Yeah, I mean, keep my mind <laughs> oh I don't know why, it's something just fucked up my Just, uh, it. Yeah, it always did that shit. <laughs> Having someone to talk to so is so important. And, like, even from that, you, you think that that affects damn near everything as we come into adults, right? That's I saw fake. this meme, and they That's say, be, be coming, in, coming into your own as an adult is falling in love with all the things you loved as a kid. Right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that hero. I didn't have that shoulder. I didn't have that ear as a child. So fast forward to Ronnie as an adult, my dream is being that ear being that superhero mm-hmm. for everyone I meet. You know, like, my life's goal is I want to travel the world learning different language and just connecting with people. Like, food, good conversation, and smiles. That's that's the way to anybody's heart, right? Nice. And that is what I want to be in life. So. I feel that. I can say that all my Slido friends who are, I mean, they're pretty much non-existent right now. The people that I met... Around that age, they definitely helped me come into my own a little bit, even though, I mean, you know, they be like, people are temporary or seasonal or whatever. I am grateful. Do you remember that shit? And they used to say, oh, you're not going to graduate high school with the same friends. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I still have one, two of the same friends. The times that we hung out, like in Slidell, because in Slidell, I ain't really shit to do but go by people's house and just jokes, you know, and during high school, the time that I was in high school, you know, what, 2011, 12, blah, blah, blah. But um, they definitely. Did you graduate last week? I'm sorry. Go to hell. But, um, boy, go to hell. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they they definitely contributed in me and myself awareness because when I moved to Slidell, at the time, and it might, well, I would say at the time it may not be like that no more because a lot of people leaving New Orleans are going to Slidell. <laughs> but people would still stink. It was like, oh, you from New Orleans, you probably think you you better than everybody. I'm like, bro, I'm 14, 15 years old. But I'm like, if this is what you want to get into, we could just, I could just knock you yeah, head yeah. like, off your shoulders and we could just leave this alone. But it's funny, they thought that everywhere, though. It wasn't yeah. just like, you know, in Louisiana. And all that did was cross a bridge. And a lot of people was just like, why you talk like that? Oh, you from the city? Where you from? And so that, def- I was a spicy as 15-year-old. <laughs> Cause I'm like, bitch, I ain't got time for this. Like that was this one shit. She was like, you told somebody you ain't like me. I'm like, yeah, bitch, what's down? So I was so so emo. I, I was not I was real practice. Uh, past clean out. Yeah, I was real <laughs> spicy and sassy. So I can say that like that period. You know, once again, is why I'm so self aware. Cause I had a lot of shit going on, which was ridiculous. Um, I do wish I had a little bit of the confidence that I had at 15 that I do now. You know, you start fucking with people and they could fuck your head up a little bit and you just be like, damn, that suck. And you kind of get in those moments where you just be like, damn. So I'm I'm shaking back to that. I would say that. But I started getting confidence around 17, 16, 17. And I was just writing and I was trying to think. I was like, because Kendall mentioned the friends he, you know, he wish he had the friends he has now back then. Life has a, well, the universe has a funny way of giving you everything you need if you just pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I've said before, my father was never like a, a strong figure in my life, right? But I've always been granted <laughs> strong, intelligent, and like caring men role models in my life. Not my uncle, dude. That nigga fucked up. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would just... Get out of those moments. That's what I said. Like, damn, you just attack this man? You know, my whole family. But, but like, yeah. uh... Just sing without your uncle? Goddamn. I've always had, like, I've always been granted, like, father figures to guide me through life. Like, I've always had, like, amazing, even not my mom, like, your mom, like, Miss Doreen, like, all the mm-hmm. women, you know, I've always had powerful women to lead me throughout my life but my friends in high school one of the most self-aware people I have ever met to this day and she helped me so much to like get through emotions and shit my friend Carrie Ann it's just this little Filipino chick we all used to dance together and shit like that Carrie is she was always wise beyond her years and she was just as emotional as I am we met like 16 and we literally just used to sit in the corner in the cafeteria in the morning and just talk she talked to me about her family I talked about my family like Never said names or anything like that. I'd always be like, oh, my little sister, my, my, you know, my brother and shit. So we knew everything about each other. And no judgment, no nothing. We would just vibe. Like, I had Carrie. I had Renz. Renz is still, to this day, one of my best friends. Like, we don't talk much because Renz moved to Cali right after graduation. We don't talk much, but it's always, it's like no time has gone by. We still got the same inside jokes, like everything. And my friend Taylor, you heard of Shad Nola? It's sound for me. Clothing line. It's Taylor and Jada. Taylor is the reason my fucking handle name on Instagram is Monster in a Tight Shirt. Because Taylor was a weird little black girl. I was a weird little black boy. (laughs) We got along so well. Everybody used to make fun of Taylor. Like, she always, you know, had the the, uh, fucking uh, blazer, like the extra shirts with a school shirt with the, like, ribbons and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, this girl goes to SCAD, now she's a fucking fashion designer, you know, she's doing mm-hmm. the damn thing. And it's like, we always just got along so well, and her shit was devil, uh, devil in the type <laughs> dress, so I was like, 
What could, what could be the male equivalent? Awesome. Right. Here we are. And let me let me go backtrack on this because I did have a friend that you know, and he's still my this is my best friend to this day. You know I man, he was one of them that always motivated me, supported me through anything as well. And he was a, he a real nigga. You know I me, mean? Jerron. That's been my dog. Been my day one. He never changed up. Like that's one friend I had from I'm talking about from first grade. That's when I met LeBron. Oh, uh, Jerron. And we've been friends ever since. Niggas ain't LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. So what yeah, made you uh, get into fashion and shit? I always was fashionable. Um, my like my, was always I, I really yeah. was. Like, I think it was probably my first grade or like kindergarten transition to first grade. I told my mama I won't wear this. Like, I want to wear all white. And then at that, like, I. It was like a suit, but it wasn't a suit. Like it was just like a, a, a short sleeve button up, and I was like, I want to wear shorts, and I want some Oxford, and I want my tie to be red. I don't want a long tie. I want a bow tie. And from that moment, I knew I was in the fashion. I just never knew what I wanted to do with it. Damn. And I building his empire. Yeah. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> he was talking about before he didn't say he don't really know which way he was going to do it all. Yeah, I about to say it's, it's it's a lot of ways I go with it. It's not just modeling, and not just. Um, I style consult. Um, I have this. I I haven't even been pushing this forward like I should be, but I have a YouTube oh, dude, channel. This is what it's for. Yeah, right. It's like, right. Sell the shit because I don't know you. Shit, I just know you pretty as hell. Like, so come like on. Like I said, I'm Casey with Casey Styles. That's actually my YouTube channel. And Fridays usually be for Fresh Style Friday. I want to collab with a lot of different people, not just people that are into fashion but that are fashionable in other arenas like music art like it's everything is fashion like like monet brand fashion is really everything like for real mm-hmm. so um shout out Friday, yeah fashion is everything dog so um that's other things that's another thing that i do and like i said i style consult i don't want to be a stylist because i feel like that's too nerve-wracking um a lot of people come to me asking me about different where I get this from or where to get this and that or whatever like that. So I consult with a lot of people and that's another thing that I do. I want to style for brands and I don't necessarily know if I want to be a face of a brand though. Like, I don't know if that's like... You know how they have like a a, a general <laughs> type feel, like a bearded, tall, yeah, slender, yeah. sleek yeah. man. Like you know, I don't think I'm that, and you know, I don't want to put m- me as the face of the brand. Like even my brand, I don't want to be the face of my. No, I don't want to be the face of my brand. Like I want da- I want Darren to be the face of my brand. That's him. That's him. And you know, he model. He's already you know. Not, I understand, I, yeah, from your perspective. Yeah, I could style. Like, right, that's that's right, my right. thing, me. You're that's, more of the curator. He's yeah. More of the, yeah. And not to take that away from him, because he's a, he's a creative director himself, you know what I mean? So, I like that about him, you know what I mean, with the brand. And he's a big marketer. That's that's another reason why I like that it's we went fire. to business it's, together. It's so <laughs> the red head, baby. You never seen it? <laughs> I yeah. know you see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Carter and Darren. Anderson, okay, right? okay. Yeah. Is it easy to like network as a young adult in New Orleans? Like, is it easy to network and fit? Like, do you feel like things are accessible or attainable? Like, the in, things that you want to do in New Orleans? Um, it's very limited. Um, I'm gonna say a lot. 
when you talk to people down here or you try to talk to someone that you don't know, they call you friendly or they, they look at you as friendly, being friendly yeah. and like, yeah, and people, they're not accustomed to, like, as you go out of town, you'll, you'll get somebody saying like, oh, girl, you cute today or you, you, got a, you got a nice dress on or whatever like that, but you won't get that down here because people be on a lot of hating shit or in their mind, they like, I don't want her to think that I'm friendly, so I'm not going to talk to her. I'm not going to tell her that her dress cute or whatever like that. So it's like a lot of times you have to venture off and like network outside of new orleans or outside of louisiana they really do because there's a lot of creative people down here that we could collab with and we could make big major moves together but it's just that you don't want to you know reach out to someone and be seeming friendly or you don't want to reach out to someone and you know afraid of like that neglection or you know like somebody turning you down and all that so it it is hard but it's like you just got to go with your move sometime and you know talk to people Cause there's a lot of people from down here that I've talked to, and they was like waiting to collab, but it was waiting to. Uh, it was like I, you know, I never knew when we was gonna link, but like I was waiting on this type stuff. Yeah, I'd be curious <laughs> only because like I know like when building your own brand, I mean even with the podcast, you want it to be you know authentically you. I don't really have nothing that I'm really putting myself into. I mean I'm here and that's really it. So um. Like, my partner, Taja Wine, she does, like, the white flag or whatever. So, I know she's a young person in fashion, so I often wonder, White flag like, clothing? Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. I actually, I actually styled one of her, like, the uh, cognac um, yeah. affair. I yeah. styled that, like... I went, I went to some with her. Oh, right. Yeah, so I always wonder, okay, so in <clears> situations <throat> like that, you know, sometimes you have young adults that want things to be so authentically them. Sometimes they don't even feel like they really want help. Cause like in situations like this, like the platform is for everybody to like, so it's just like, hi, I know Ty, you know Ty. It's just yeah. like, and y'all work in the same field. I often wonder, are people ever welcoming? I guess I should say, because you, get, I hear it a lot down here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard to work with people sometimes, so on and so forth, which is actually why she left. Like, when she graduated, got married, yeah, she was like, I'm going it's, to Houston. A lot of the time, people aren't very welcoming. I don't know if I cut you off and I, that's oh, all you, you want to say? You all right. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of the time, people aren't very welcoming, but I still reach out just because, like, you know, we down here for a reason, and I don't want to have to go somewhere else or reach out mm-hmm. to someone else, like, when we could be collabing. So, right. sometimes people do are welcoming spirits but a lot of the times they aren't and it takes for some people to move or like just collab with someone in new york just to get a buzz or just to get you know that big break like you know so i would say like just go with your move or whatever whatever it is you want to do never be scared to reach out to somebody that's doing the same thing as you or that can help you prosper with what you're doing because you got to build a team like some some people could be there to help motivate you some somebody could be there to market you somebody could be there to teach you something that you didn't know to excel in your craft like you know it's it's a it's a lot of things that your team members can you know help you with like yeah that's what i really want that's i want a team like yeah and i'll be reaching out to people on some shit and i feel like they don't they're not they don't take themselves serious because it's like, oh, it's, I'm talking like other small town people who's like starting other podcasts and shit like that. Because I'm in this podcast group on Facebook and I was on another gentleman's podcast. Uh, the episode is coming out in April. But other people, like, I look at that like social media and shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not no influ- influencer by any means because I was talking to Kendall about it. Like, 
you were uh, to, to add to your point, you were saying how people want their platform to be so authentically them. I'm in that same boat as well because I want to post what the fuck I want to post, but at the same time, I don't want it to seem forced. I don't want it to seem corny and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm dying to collab with other people. Like I love that shit. It's like I have. I don't get me wrong. I have guests lined up pretty much for like the next two months, and I love that shit. Mm-hmm. But that's more so on the credit of I have the luxury of growing up with people who grew up to do some dope ass shit who know me and if they know I'm serious about my shit and stuff like that but New Orleans has a very crabs and bucket mentality like man never be too tapped into your own to think that letting somebody in or like collabing with somebody making a group with somebody or like not being the full face of your brand Mm -hmm. will never will hinder you like, cause People that's don't my fucking. I don't know. That sounds like just somebody blowing a home. Rihanna owns fifteen percent of Fifty Skin. Mm. Yeah. Only fifteen percent. But would you not consider that full ownership? Because she's still fifteen percent of a billion dollar company. She's still taking major zeros I, to the I wouldn't, bank. I wouldn't. See, I wouldn't call it full ownership either. But I would say, that's like ownership. you say, she's you still. I would say it's still a, a stake in that brand. Like you know. Right. I mean, you're always gonna need. <laughs> somebody for something nobody knows everything right and yeah. that's where that team help comes in right. like you don't know something get somebody that does know like i don't know how to build a website i'm gonna go find somebody to build my website my like you know for that shit. Fuck that shit. yeah that like shit it's, so you gotta you gotta pay for convenience like you know mm-hmm. if if you if you don't know how to be your own account or you don't know how to handle your funds or whatever get somebody that yeah. does you know the time you would waste <laughs> procrastinating on learning the skill you probably we could just put your pride to the side, reach out to somebody, sit down with them for like an hour and a half, two hours, and let them show you how to do the shit when mm-hmm. it works for you. Instead of putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And the crazy thing is, to get back to what you said, you be having the people around you already, but you be looking so deep into it, or you be trying to do it yourself, yep. that you don't even be noticing it. Oh, you just gotta, you just gotta be in the room and say some shit. Somebody be like, I know somebody. Oh, I know somebody. Yeah. I literally, I love people do that. everywhere I fucking go. And, and, and maybe it's because I'm in the uh, service industry. And I have a coworker, uh, Lil Maya, Jeremiah. He's a local rapper. Jeremiah is probably one of the friendliest, most like, this is what I was talking This is what I was telling about. You remember that shit? You said this shit? That boy will, he's like a walking <laughs> billboard for anybody who's doing some shit. My and brother Maya's, like that, but with illegal. <laughs> and Maya's music is fucking fire. And I'm the same way. Like, you, oh, you do some shit? I know somebody you know you can work with. Or you do, I know a friend who can do this. You looking for that? I know some, a friend who does that. It's so easy. Wow, just... that's amazing. I'm sorry. I saw my brother in action this weekend, and it was like the most amazing shit I ever saw. That's one of my favorite part of like going out of town. When I'm out of town and like I meet people, I call it the Kobe effect because white people love me. <laughs> but it's always like, hey, I got some drugs. You want some? Hey, I got I got an extra box of killer. You want? Like, <laughs> Somebody called my brother and was I guess they asked like, for something or they wanted to sell something. I don't know. But he was just like, I don't know nobody. But you know what? I might know somebody. Give me five minutes. And like he got off the phone, called somebody, was like, Yeah, um, so what you trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, how do you just know people that need this? He was like, You never know what somebody will right. need. And that's so true. No matter what your craft is, I'll just say craft. No matter what your craft no is, what your lane is, yeah, no really matter is. what your lane is, you just never know what somebody is gonna need. And especially when it comes to 
fashion or entertainment. First of all, that's something everybody loves. You can be the nerdiest person ever. You can be the most housewifey person. Some everybody somewhere loves crafts, mm-hmm. fashion, music. Everybody loves that some kind of way. It's an outlet. So you just never know who knows what who who knows who can do what. And that always kind of like get my wheels spinning because there are so many young talented people in New Orleans, and I'll be looking at how, like, people, I feel you like know, it's, it's slowly changing, but people, right now, it's still more common to have the conversation about how people don't work together enough than it is for people to actually work together. And to actually just do it. Yeah. So, Clubhouse did, that's why I, I will give Clubhouse that credit. Clubhouse <laughs> did make it easier for people to, to start connecting, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of things, a lot of brief, you know, short-term, you know, relationships, but it's still... Collapse, you know, right? Yeah. I, I've been seeing that, so I will say that. But like I said, the comment is still the conversation itself is still more popular than actual action that needs to be taken. But how do you fix it? I mean, mm-hmm. that's an excellent question. I think um people, first of all, just need yeah, to stop being so prideful. You gotta prideful. start with yourself too. Yeah, people need you know? to stop being so prideful, honestly and truly. I think it's amazing. I mean, everybody isn't as, you know, lucky to be so self-aware in themselves if they don't have the right people around them, kind of mm-hmm. like we talked about. So, with it being so many young people and a lot of us kind of sharing sim- similarities, black, you know, metro city, all this kind of stuff. I think once people low-key start putting their pride to the side, like... I thought Megamind, you said metro city. Metro city. Metro yeah. city. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it kind of comes to, like, putting your pride to the side. You have to definitely work on self first. and Because even though... People would want to help. A lot of people are not willing to receive help. Mm. Like I said before, I'm intimidated by the shit. I'm intimidated by reaching out to some people because they have that like very aggressive, like I'm doing this shit, you know, on the shit. Yeah, like, some people don't be willing to receive help. Right. Like I could have sat here and told you about Tajawani. You probably be like, man, I ain't trying to. All right. <laughs> and it's like, why are you not trying to fuck with all that right now? Like, right. why? I, I work with somebody like that. Literally, they'll be drowning in like shit to do. I ain't even on that type of time right now. I'm trying to fuck with that right now. I'm not doing the way you want me to do it. Like, I'm helping you, you fucking. I hear that so many times. I ain't even trying to fuck with that right now. I'm gonna do a little something myself, and then I'm gonna start hitting people up. Why? Right. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the time that you're taking procrastinating on something you do need help with, you can. Probably, it's a service. Like somebody, somebody always offer that service, dog. You could just send somebody an email. Oh, even like you, you said, you could say something, and then somebody be like, you know, oh, I know such and such that do this. Like yeah. you know, they can help you out type stuff. You know, a lot of people be scared of that. Like I don't, I don't know why. Like they be so. Self-centered on the, to, what they need done, and not so much of who can I get to help me with right. what needs done. Oh, Goes back shit. to self. I, you know, a lot I'm of people. I'm on Instagram like, oh, this person. I right. found people who do uh, logo, but thank God I found out I could own logo because that shit's expensive. But it I found is, people with logos, <laughs> websites, like all kind of shit. I'm even like, I have friends who that lens is floating around. That's because my friend Danko. He's like, bro. He's like, you want to add multi-cameras to your food shit? He's like, let's add some production value to this shit. I'm like, out here I was, I bought, I have so much shit to do everything myself. Every fucking thing. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even have to do that. That is ridiculous. Like, I spent like I an extra, never... like extra $1,500 when I could have just been collabing with other people. Don't get me wrong, it is awesome because now I, I literally can do anything right. myself. Right. So, and it's not costly, too. Right. Yeah. Like, but the... Everybody just gotta, and it's good to co- it's, it's good to collab too because you know you could be exposed to different avenues like in yeah, different, everybody has different right facts. Yeah. So, 
So to stay on fashion, what's your, before we get out of here, what's your favorite thing about fashion? And then what's your least favorite thing about fashion? About <laughs> my, modern fashion to, you know, pigeonhole. My favorite thing about fashion is that it's really everything. Like, you know, you could go either way with it. And to me, like, it's versatility for me. Like, that's my favorite thing about fashion, versatility. Um, least favorite thing about fashion is society. Because society, look at one thing about fashion and it could be the perception of them but it's not that perception of everybody. Like, you know, as far as, like I said, like some of my styles may look feminine. But, you know, women have some masculine appeals and males have some feminine appeals. So why can't we intertwine that with fashion and still look good at doing it? Like, Speak to the people. Speak to the people. <laughs> no. That's right. <laughs> so, I, um, I, I fuck with that because I told myself that... I'm going to pride myself on being in touch with my divine feminine. Like, everybody has both masculine and feminine energies within them. So, you're doing yourself a disservice to try to deny that shit. Right. right. Like, you're still a man, nigga, if you want to be held and you cry watching the notebook or some shit. Like, <laughs> like, you're still a man if you like flowers, my nigga. And, like, you want, you know, like, all these things, so many things are associated with femininity and it really has to stop. And I, like, I feel like everybody is different. Everybody like different things. So that don't make you more masculine or more feminine or less of a man or less of a woman doing so, you know, or liking so. Right. Most people want to live in 2021 but still follow 1950s values. So like, huh. like, I want, you know, you... Never mind. We're not going to get into this. We're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people where to find you. Man, on Instagram, you can find me at Kid Crier. I don't. I do Twitter a little bit, uh, but on YouTube it's KC Styles. Uh, check out Dufa French for Too Fresh on Dufa underscore on Still Instagram. Shit, nigga, you know niggas done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. We got really really to multiple countries. <laughs> right, for the people. Real talk. Only I, I, I ain't gonna lie. But, um, so the num- my number two country like downloads is France. So they might be like, we got this. Like, oh, we know, we know. Like it's stupid Americans. Right. Like we got this. We gonna have to spell it. It's uh on Instagram. On Instagram, my uh my personal Instagram is K C R I E R. And my brand's Instagram is D E U X F R A I S underscore. That's do for French for too fresh. Alright. Anything you wanna say before we get out of here, bro? Um, anything I wanna say, um, I'm really excited about tomorrow. I'm not telling y'all what I'm doing. I'm gonna tell y'all <laughs> next week. Oh I'm shit. We won't have an episode next week. I'm I'm oh, yeah, here. You I'm out of town. Well, yeah. Well, y'all. Week after next, we'll be back. Yeah. But I am going to be posting um, a Hot Ones challenge with my friends again. That's going to be next week's episode. But that's going to be on YouTube. We should try to, like, scoop up a little content tomorrow, too. I don't know. We're just going to see what happens. Is it going to rain tomorrow? Uh, it's going to rain. We're going to have to reschedule because that's definitely going to put a, a damper on things. I need it to not rain. I, I actually put Corey on YouTube because he was like. Oh, no, it's pretty tomorrow. It is. 
Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. But he was like, he was he was tired of eating the same food and stuff, like uh, cooking the same food. I'm like, go look at Ronnie Page. He always cooking something nice. different. Like, you know, uh, you can find something on there. I'm about to, yeah, I was, uh, I've been trying to finalize this YouTube channel, man. Like, I've been working on it for so long, I kind of just want to get it out there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you work on something too much, you kind of taint it. Overdo it. Right. But <laughs> I was, like, testing the recipe for it the other night, and it's just... I did um, traditional dirty rice, and I ground up some coriander seeds, some mustard seed, made like a seasoning blend for some uh, for some redfish. But the thing about it, nobody, the average home cook is not about to cut their own fish fillets, trim them underbelly, and like do all that shit. So I'm like, this isn't very accessible. And my whole the whole thing I want to do is I want to make like restaurant style meals just in a home accessible way, you know, because I've a lot of people get it confused. I've never worked in the kitchen in a restaurant. I've always been front of house. My the extent of my experience in the back house is just the expo window. So I see how pretty these plates look, and my job was to finish it off, put the garnish, and send it out the window. So that's my passion. Damn. Like I want food to be pretty. That's like, crazy. Yeah, like, I, I thought want, you was a chef the whole time. I'm a server <laughs> bartender. Yeah, I don't. I work front of house. I can't, I can't stand back house. I don't make enough money for me. But, um, but yeah, so it's like that's my passion. I want to show people like. The wildest shit you think of in your head. Like, so I figured out what I'm going to do for the actual entree. I'm doing fucking black and red snapper with a crap with a crawfish boiled hash. Like, you said to some people, like, ooh, what the fuck is that? It's literally just fish on top of potatoes and meat, nigga. <laughs> like, it's literally just simple as shit. But anyway. What the fuck is that? As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, if you guys listen on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor. You know what? I'm going to stitch this and put it on the beginning as well. If you guys listen on Apple Podcasts, we do access you guys to leave a review. Maybe five stars. You know you want to, but we do value honesty over anything. You guys can email us at projectparagonpodcast at gmail.com. As always, because you always do, you can contact me on Instagram at monster in a tight shirt. That's one word. Yo, because I've been putting the email and shit. Mm-hmm. I've only got maybe three emails. <laughs> Motherfuckers just DM me. And I don't see them. It's more convenient. I see DMs sometimes like three, four days later. And I'm like, damn. But a lot of people I think that. start DMing me. A lot of people think that people don't respond to emails quick enough. But like, if you're really business savvy, if you're business savvy, you're gonna respond within 24 hours. Like, so I will, I will say that I'm gonna add that on the end of this episode because we've been ending this episode for like 20 minutes. We did, yeah, we have. Um, I will say this: I actually want to invest more into our podcast. There you go. You know, <laughs> I want to invest more into our podcast. So. I think I'm going to actually take my blogging serious. People say that I should. You should. Because you know, we need more. Because People it's, surprisingly it's, like me. Yeah, and it sounds like a complaint, but it's not a complaint. Because it's just a, the verbiage, right? I can't do all the heavy lifting, if that makes sense. Right. Like, in no, regards right. to like the social media realm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm really bad at social media. That's why and people like you, though. You funny and you raw. Yeah, like yeah, she's right. Sex, I'm the like, nice one. I'm gonna make shit cute, but uh-huh. I still don't care what I say. Right. She really don't give a fuck what she right. says. Like I, <laughs> I like, like that shit. Right, I at least have like the corporate experience to make the shit cute. Yeah, and I grew up fat and ugly, so I had to be charming somehow. So, <laughs> <Wow>. but <laughs> yeah, we things are gonna improve slowly but surely. But it's yeah, just it's they can reach things. out to me. Yeah. I'm open. I'm ready. It's underscore I'm project willing. Fee. Yes, underscore project fee. Underscore project fee and your Twitter. My Twitter is racy underscore underscore. That's R A C I underscore underscore. Y'all can start DMing me. DMing me. Yeah, y'all gotta just DM me. Yeah. yeah. Those, it's always relationship shit. That's why I think slowly but surely, 
And y'all can quote me, slowly but surely, we're probably going to become a mental health slash relationship podcast. Because that's literally all people send me. Like, because most people's problems, most young people's problems stem from toxic relationships. Which I I understand it. I'm not going to shy away from it ever. But I do still want to keep the same format and the same platform of anything goes as long as it ties into... I can give. I mean, my track record ain't that great. Neither is mine. Like, I dated a chick who burnt shit and another chick who beat me. Like, the fuck? But we all all have experiences that... We've both been engaged in... We all yeah, have experiences yeah. that can help people get through their ex- current experience. And you that's, know? that's really what the heart of all this is. Man. Like we want and we want to invite people to talk about that shit, talk about the things that you know, make taking your fucking pit or make your nipples hard. Like the things you're passionate about, things you or things that other people are passionate about that you want to promote. Things that oh. make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Yo, plug anything, nigga. Like no, it was something. I'm gonna see it out the podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, Lord. Until next time. Yes. We love y'all. Peace. Bye.